Good Tuesday morning and welcome to The Daily Buzz. I'm Kim Bohorkes, your host for the week. Utah Senator Mike Lee voted against confirming Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson to the U.S. Supreme Court on Monday. The vote happened during a Senate Judiciary Committee meeting, which resulted in a split 11-11 vote, with lawmakers voting along party lines. Despite the deadlock, her nomination is expected to be confirmed by the full Senate. Senator Mitt Romney announced Monday that he would vote to confirm Jackson once the vote came to the full Senate. Romney said that he'd concluded she was, and I quote, a well-qualified jurist and a person of honor. If confirmed, Jackson will become the first Black woman to serve on the country's highest court. Last week, the Tribune reported a mule deer had COVID. The week before, we wrote about the first wolverine spotted in Utah in years. These stories came from one place, the Utah Division of Wildlife Resources. Next, Grant Burningham talks to DWR's Faith Jolly about Utah's odd animal stories. All right, so with us to talk about the Utah Division of Wildlife Resources is Faith Heaton Jolly, the public information officer over at the DNR. Faith, thanks for talking to us. Hey, thanks for having me on. This is great. So Faith, your emails are often the best part of my day. Um, (laughs) I'm glad to hear that. (laughs) Kind of the wildest animal news. I guess that could have been a pun, but it wasn't meant to be. Uh, Wildest animal news I've ever seen comes out of the, the DNR. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what the DNR is and what your job is? Yeah, sure. Um, So the Utah Department of Natural Resources, or DNR as you've referred to it, is basically one of the state, local state agencies that, as you can imagine, as the name insinuates, manages all of our natural resources here in Utah. So my division specifically is the Utah Division of Wildlife Resources, and we are one of eight little mini divisions under this DNR umbrella. Gotcha. And So just to set up the kind of headlines I'm talking about here, just from the Salt Lake Tribune, we have um, an elk who was hiding during hunting season on private land. We have the first wolverine seen in the state in years. We have a mule deer that tested positive for COVID-19. So how is it all these animal stories end up on your desk? Yeah, so we, as the Utah Division of Wildlife Resources, manage basically Utah's fish and wildlife populations, as well as hunting and fishing and, you know, some of the other activities associated with wildlife. So yeah, there's always something going on. Uh, As you mentioned, wildlife are very unpredictable. So there's always something new and exciting. And it's a lot of fun for me because I have a news background. And so I'm not a biologist. I'm not familiar with kind of this wildlife worlds per se. So I feel like I've been able to learn a ton about just our, our state's resources, the different species we have, some of the work the division does. And yeah, there's, there's always something new and kind of, like you said, pun intended wild going on over here. So I queried the staff for some favorites and there was like a catalog of animals on the loose recently. There was a neighborhood turkey that is kind of adopted by Rose Park. Um, And there's also a mysterious bird at Utah Ski Resorts. What have your favorite kind of headlines or subject lines been in the last couple months? Oh, man. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, Well, and you'd kind of mentioned, so 
And I should specify, so the turkey one has been a very funny headline, in my opinion, um, but it has been kind of a, a weird situation because we oversee states protected wildlife um, that are wild. And so that kind of, there's nuances to, to who to contact if you have like XYZ animal in your yard, right? And so, yeah, when they're domestic, that's Department of Agriculture, it kind of turns into this whole thing. But yeah, the turkey, there's always turkey kind of wilder domestic situations going on where they're plaguing neighborhoods and some people like them, some don't. And you'd mentioned the Wolverine. I, that was actually super cool. It was, you know, the first time a Wolverine's ever been captured alive and collared here in the state of Utah. So our biologists have just been geeking out over that for weeks now and uh, have been really excited to see some of the, the tracking data that we're getting to just know more about these the species, because they're very elusive, you know, it's super hard to find them, super hard to study them. So just to learn more about kind of where, where they live, how far they travel, kind of their, their habits for migration on, you know, where they're going and, and where they're eating and stuff has been really, really cool. That's probably been one of my favorites in the last little while. So as much as I'd like to send people to the Salt Lake Tribune for the DWR news, is there another place where they can see these wonderful animal headlines come into their inbox every day like I do? They can. Yep. So all the news releases that I write that I'll send out to you and other reporters, um, we actually post those on our website as well. So they can just visit wildlife.utah.gov right there on the homepage. We've got a wildlife section or wildlife news section that people can go peruse. And there's always, there's always something interesting going on for sure. Okay. Faith Jolly. Thanks so much for talking to us. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. A waterfall may soon form on the Colorado river that would be bad news for rafters, but it might be mixed news for fish. Zach Podmore has that story. A new waterfall could soon form on the Colorado River near height as Lake Powell's level continues to decline. The river is currently flowing outside of its historic channel and is cutting down through soft reservoir sediments deposited over the last 40 years. Researchers say it could soon hit bedrock and turn into a large rapid or waterfall. Scientists studying endangered fish populations say that could be a good thing. Similar barriers have formed on the San Juan River and near the end of the Grand Canyon, and they have helped prevent reservoir fish from preying on endangered species in the river. The drawback to a barrier is that they can also block the migration of native fish. Last week, I visited a crew working with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service who were transporting endangered razorback sucker and Colorado pike minnow around the waterfall on the San Juan River to help them spawn. You can see photos of the effort on sltrib.com. This is Zach Podmore in Bluff, Utah. Episode 6 of the Tribune's podcast, Sent Away, comes out today. This week's episode focuses on answering one question. How did Utah become the epicenter for the teen treatment industry? Some 20,000 kids from across the country have been sent here for treatment since 2015, and there are more than 100 of these teen treatment centers across the state. The reporting team digs into how Utah became the leading place to send the nation's troubled teens. Find it wherever you listen to your podcasts. That wraps up today's episode of The Daily Buzz. You can find new episodes of The Daily Buzz on your favorite streaming platform. I'd like to thank the Tribune Sage Miller, for editing the Daily Buzz today, and give a shout out to the Pelicans for our music. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you tomorrow.